Welcome to First City Forum, my friends. My name is Catherine Tatsuda, and it is a lovely, cloudy, not really rainy day in Ketchikan, Alaska. Well, I guess it's raining. It's kind of misting out there, at least from what I can see. I hope you all are doing really, really well today. I have a phenomenal lineup of guests for today's show. I will get into that in just a second. But before we begin, I want to recognize that today is Elizabeth Paradovich Day. Elizabeth Paradovich um, was instrumental in um, creating in the civil rights movement for the natives in uh, Alaska Natives in Alaska. She was one of the driving forces behind um, a bill that passed in 1945, and that was actually the very first civil rights bill um, that passed in the United States. And so uh, today is the day that we recognize the work that she did to help make us, you know, now, however many years later, um, uh, so much more, uh, our lives are so much more filled with equality and um, and all of that good stuff. So thank you, Elizabeth Paradovich, for all that you did um, for your people and then also just for us as a whole. I also want to remind everybody that upcoming on this Saturday, February 19th, the first, uh, the District 1 Republicans are hosting the 2022 Lincoln Day Dinner. Uh, and this uh, is not just for Republicans. This is really a community event. Everybody is invited to come in and this is especially important because they have a special guest speaker who's going to be the, he is the former Lieutenant Governor Governor Meade Treadwell and he's going to be speaking on the ranked choice voting change that is going to be being implemented this year. He's going to be talking about why we vote, um, all of that good stuff. So if you're interested in attending the 2022 Lincoln Day dinner. You can still get tickets. It's happening February 19th at 6 p.m. at Sunny Point Conference Room. And you can go to the District 1 Republicans Facebook page to purchase tickets. Or I know that you can get in touch with Ann McKim at Island Tile and Interiors, and um, she can help you get tickets as well. Okay, so on today's First City Forum, my first guest is calling in from Colorado. You say, Catherine, why do you have a guest calling? Calling in from Colorado. This is Ketchikan, Alaska. What in the world is going on? Well, we're going to be talking about that. Um, I want to introduce my friend, Dina Mitchell. Hello, Dina. Hi, Catherine. It's so good to be here with you. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm really, really excited to have you on the call and to be sharing the work that you're doing with uh, with my community, you know? Um, should we, let's, yes. yeah. So before we dive into how we know each other, can you talk a little bit about what you do and why, uh, you know, why it's relevant to us in Ketchikan, even though you're all the way in Colorado? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I have a nonprofit called the Realize Foundation, and our mission in the world is to reduce the statistics of suicide and to use conversations and community and personal stories to connect with people on a human level where they can relate to someone who's going through similar adversity and understand that they're not alone in order to um, help them heal and go through their own journey and um, not feel alone and, and suicidal. 
Yeah, I love this approach um, because it takes on it, it. It is all about human connection and conversations, and making sure that yeah, people know that it's okay to struggle and to um, to talk with others about the different things. So, what um, what? If you're comfortable with sharing, you know, I know that you have a personal story, you know, what caused you, what, 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 how did you decide that this was, you know, something that you were deeply passionate about and you wanted to put a nonprofit together and do all the work tied into helping to spread this message? Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Um, I survived a suicide attempt when I was 27 and that was back in the 90s. And I never spoke about it. I never got help. I never did anything. I just kind of went on with my life. And, you know, 23 years later, I lost a friend to suicide. And it really made me feel like I was being called to do something about it. And I think it it made me wonder, like, if my story had been out in the world, if it would have mattered. You know, like, would it have made this person reach out to me or talk to me? And so I just felt like I couldn't not talk about it because I couldn't take the chance of going through losing a friend again and wondering if I could have done something about it. So that's kind of how it happened. And then when when COVID happened, I closed my business, and then I really needed something to focus on. So I just poured all my energy in the cause. Yeah, yeah. So you have the the Realize Foundation, and you're raising money to help to, you know, to help to do this work and spread the word out. And then you also have another organization um, that is, you know, doing a a similar thing, um, helping with, you know, with helping people. Can you talk about that and how the two tie together? Yes, absolutely. So the other organization I've started is called Genius and Sanity, and it is all about helping entrepreneurs with self-care and mental health and realizing that, you know, as business owners, we have so many balls in the air and so many things that we're responsible for, and we wear so many hats, and we don't take care of ourselves. And sometimes it's in the form of not eating or sleeping, and sometimes it's in the form of not spending time with our family or not taking time for ourselves. And my my mission in that arena is to be a coach for entrepreneurs where I can help them with business, but I can also help them when they're feeling stuck and they don't realize that it's because they haven't slept in a week that they can't do what they're trying to do. You know, like there's there's so many factors into keeping ourselves healthy in order to keep our businesses thriving. And I think I I was one of those people who thought I could just work 24/7 forever and it didn't matter. I had so much to do and um you know, all of this whole journey I'm on now has made me realize that I I wasn't taking care of myself either. And when I was feeling stuck and then we weren't having the revenue that we should have had, it wasn't any of my team's fault. It wasn't the client's fault. It was me not taking care of myself so I could be at the right productive level. Um, and so I think that's 
that's my other new mission. <laughs> yeah. So helping to, you know, helping to lift up other entrepreneurs. And again, but it, and it, it really is through connection with, you know, what you're doing with Genius and, um, and what is it? Genius Insanity, right? Sanity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and then also what you're doing with the Realize Foundation is just, you know, is, is, is bringing people together, um, uh, being a catalyst for conversation and connection. And so uh, this is, this is, you know, a perfect segue into talking about how you and I connected. So uh, funny story, Dina worked up, where did you work in Alaska? Like up in Denali? Yes, I worked for the Princess Lodge in Denali in 1990 and 1992. Yeah, so um, so you have a little bit of a connection to Alaska, um, but we actually have, we've never met in person, and uh, we actually didn't meet until, I don't know, just about a year ago, a little under a year ago, and we were both a part of a like a a coaching and uh, program learning program for people who are wanting to host live events like uh, seminars and big conferences and things like that um, to share information to bring people together who have you know a common interests and common goals and um, to yeah to make the world a better place inside of you know their own specific areas of interest so Dina and I met through there. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't know if we connected. I, you must have connected with me somehow on a call or, or like one of the training calls. I think so. I I had reached out to, um, I think I had reached out to you once I kind of heard a little bit of your story and wanted to learn more. Right. Yeah, I think so, too. And so and I, you know, I don't know what was going on. All of a sudden, I got this like, uh, <laughs> message from this woman, and I'd never met her before. And she's like, Oh, hey, you know, I'd love to talk with you and and da 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 da. da. And so we, uh, we had a we, we connected and we had a really phenomenal uh, initial like meeting zoom meeting. And you were in the you were in this you were in the beginning stages or like halfway through of actually planning your own live event uh, that was titled Scars to Stars. Um, can you talk with us a little bit about that? Yeah, I just, um, the the program that Catherine and I were in together was all about live events, like she said, and um, it was a year-long program, and I was getting to the place where my time in my year and I hadn't done my event, so I was like, I want to do this event, and I want it to be about mental health, and I want to you know, to connect with people and all those things, but I really didn't have it all together and I didn't know what I was doing. And so I asked her to be my MC and she was absolutely amazing. Thank you. And then um, we kind of have taken this Scars to Stars idea. We had two summits with 15 speakers each and then we did a three-day event and then we did a little 90-day program with a few people and then um, most recently, we have decided to start a book series. So I don't know if you want to 
add to that before I go any further? Yeah, yes, yes, I do. So I met Dina, and uh, she asked me to be the MC for her event, which was really exciting, and it was a nice, uplifting experience for me. This was, I think, April of last year, while I was really, really, really struggling and down in the dumps and just having, just having a hard time. And I was, I was just blown away by the people that you had that had been drawn into your event um, and the all of the different stories that they had and you know all of the different places from around the country I think there was even somebody from Jamaica or is that where mm-hmm. yeah and yes. and just the opportunities to be vulnerable and connect and for you know for us to realize that again, you know, we're not alone and we're not isolated in that we are hurting and, and that everyone else is going through something hard. And, um, and people are so willing to help like and often it's like those complete strangers that are will sit and they will listen with you and they will hold that story in you in in a safe place and that was you know my experience with uh with your event dina and then everything else that we've done together and and just that you're a master connector and you know it's it's just phenomenal to me that you uh that you can bring together so many different people from so many different walks of life um which really ties into the book uh, that's going to be that you um, that you spearheaded in getting published. Will you tell us about that? Yes, I would love to. So we, after the last summit, I just was thinking like, how can we, how can we do more of this um, and reach more people and have it kind of benefit the foundation so we can you know, create, we've been talking for two years about how do we create communities around this where anybody in the world would feel like they would have a place to go or someone to talk to or connect with um, when they're in a low place. And so <clears throat> I was following this other coach that was talking about doing a summit book, and I was like, I don't know what that is. And so I started kind of reading more about it, and it was basically where you take you know, all these speakers we had had on our summits and put their stories in a book. And so it wasn't all of the people from our summits, but it was some of them and some other people I talked to. And so we have 19 authors, and I wrote the foreword and the conclusion, and all the proceeds from the books are going to go to the foundation. And so it just it, it came together in a pretty quick way. We just started the project in November, and um, we're releasing it on Tuesday, the February 22nd, and we're going to have a live virtual event that's free for anyone to join us. Um, and it's just... Tell me it's about... It's been an amazing experience. Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. But tell me about what... So there's 19 different authors, including, and then you also wrote the foreword and the conclusion. I mean, what are they writing about? Are we, you know, or I mean, is it textbook? Is it like, wh- I mean, what is this? What is it all about? And why would people benefit or be interested in reading it? Absolutely. So it is 19 very different people writing very different stories of overcoming adversity and being very vulnerable about it. So they're telling very personal stories of what they've been through and how they got through it and what helped them and what they're doing about it now. And it's similar to my story where, you know, you have this this 
hard thing. You come out the other side, and it's how we use that scar in our life to help ourselves heal and to um, move forward in some way. And scar tissue is the toughest skin you can have. It's so much um, stronger than your regular skin. And so I always thought that was interesting and how we how we can take that and, and use it to help other people. You know, and, and with the foundation it's like we wanna meet we want people to know they're not alone and what better way for them to know they're not alone than to tell our own story of adversity and how we got through it and give them hope and motivation to do the same. Yes, yes, absolutely. Can you, and you said 19 different authors with incredibly different stories. Are there, you know, one or two that really stand out to you? Not mine. Everyone here knows mine. I'm, I wrote a piece in the book also, um, but I mean, it's like mine is just one little smidgen of, you know, of, of, of what's there. Sure. I, I mean, Catherine, your story is incredible because it, it's so unique and it's so um, different. And there's a lot of a lot of things in your story that that people can relate to. Um, but there, there's everything from you know suicide to to um, abuse of different forms to um, someone who had spent some time in jail and what they learned from that, and then other people who had. You know, somebody who had had COVID and was really, really sick and almost did not live through it and telling her story. And, um, you know, there's there's so many different things. There's, there's also Daryl who lost his son to addiction, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's a lot of different, a lot of different content in the book. Yeah, it's something that touches upon everyone's life in different ways. Uh, We all have hardships, we all hurt, we all have things that happen to us. And I don't know about you or anybody else who who is listening. But you know, I have this this big thing in my brain about comparison, you know, like, oh, well, I'm not hurting as much as this person, at least I, you know, um, this was a really that was especially big. um, A little over 10 years ago, I, um, I had a really traumatic loss of a child and it um, and I, I did a lot of comparison of loss you know and it's like well at least I still have this um, and and then even when I was writing this piece because my story is so very very different the loss of a store the loss of a legacy versus the loss of a child or the loss of you know this or it's and so it's it I think for, for me especially it's important to share that hardship and hurt and struggle it's there's no comparison because it is yours and how you process it and and I love that there's so much variety in this that brings you know awareness and attention to each of these different ones equally and not saying that one kind deserves you know more understanding than another absolutely I think I think it's you know kind of like this scar tissue I was talking about it's like once we've been through something, we have thicker skin about that thing. And I think it's easy for us to say, well, what I went through was hard, but nothing like what you've been through. Because mm-hmm. what someone else has been through might be new to us and seem like unfathomable. Whereas something we've already been through, we've already processed it, it seems like 
you know, oh, well, it wasn't as bad as, as something else, or it wasn't as bad as it was when I was going through it, you know. So I think that, that that's a really good point, and I think people, um, you know, you can you can compare scars, but it doesn't really, there's not really a need for that. It's more about the connection and the knowing you're not alone when you are at that low point, and then having the the inspiration from others of how they got through something hard, even if it wasn't the same thing you're going through. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And that's, and, and, and I wanted to say that is, you know, the title of this book is Scars to Stars. And each one of these stories, it's not a sob story. It's not, you know, it doesn't end with people in the pit of despair. It's, it's them sharing their journey through it. And then them now on the other side of it and, and sharing insights and, and, um, personal experiences about how they got there. Um, and that's, you know, and that's where so much of the power lies. So, uh, so this book we're going to, we are doing, we're doing a big book launch uh, on next Tuesday on 2-2 Tuesday, uh, 2-22-22. <laughs> and... Um, on Zoom, and it's actually at, it's going to happen, it's going to start at 7 a.m. Alaska time, so if you're listening and you're in Ketchikan, that's when it's going to happen. I know that's early. I will be there with bell. well, maybe not bells on, but I will be there, uh, and it would be just wonderful to have, you know, other folks be there, and there's going to be many of the authors who are present. How can people uh, find out more about this book launch event, and then if they're interested, they're not able to make the book launch, but they want to purchase it, how can that happen also? Absolutely. Um, so the, the best thing to do is just go to our foundation website, and that is realize, R-E-A-L-I-Z-E, realizefoundation.org. So if you go there right now, you will see the book launch front and center, and there will be a register now button that you can push um, and it will take you to the Eventbrite um, page for our event, and you can register there for free. You can also subscribe to the page if you scroll all the way down to the bottom. And on launch day, we're going to change that register button to a buy button, and it will take you directly to the book on Amazon and Kindle. Awesome. And then all of the proceeds from the book are going to go to support the Realize Foundation and help to, you know, to, to promote this mission that uh, that you are doing, which is, yeah, to reduce those suicide numbers by connection, conversation and and care. So I absolutely love it. I'm actually, I'm going to have some hard copies um, that I would love to give to three people. So if you want to call in, call into the station 225-2193. Let Brittany know you want a copy of the Scars to Stars book. The first three people who call in are going to receive one from me right here in Ketchikan. I don't have them in hand yet, but I will soon. uh, So we'll get those from you. All right, Dina, I appreciate you so much. I am so thankful that you were placed in my life at such a pivotal time. Um, And I look forward to doing more wonderful things with you. Me too. And thanks for giving the books away. And let me know if if I can help in any way. Yeah, I will for sure. All right, Dina, you have a wonderful day, okay? Okay. Okay, bye bye. You too. Thanks, Catherine. Yep, bye. Bye bye. That was my friend Dina Mitchell. She is the founder of the Realize Foundation and also genius to 
sanity and sanity. Um, she lives in Colorado, and her whole mission is to help uh, bring just advocate for mental health awareness and to reduce you know suicide statistics through conversation and connection. Again, if you're interested in getting a free copy of that Scars to Stars book, uh, give us a call, 225-2193. The first three callers are going to get one. All right, this is Catherine Tatsuda. I'm taking a quick break. We will be back in just a minute with Greg Carlick with the Catch Can Community Foundation. We're going to find out about all the cool stuff they have going on. We will be right back. Oh, once I know how to use my thing. Okay, here we go. We'll be right back. And welcome back to First City Forum. I'm Catherine Tatsuda. It is February 16th, Elizabeth Paradovich Day. So thankful for all of the work that Elizabeth Paradovich did. Um, and just maybe spend a little bit of time, if you don't know about her and the history, do a little bit of research. It's worth knowing and it's worth sharing. All right. I just had a really phenomenal conversation with my friend Dina Mitchell. We talked all about mental health advocacy. This really great book that's coming out to help uh, just share personal stories, vulnerability, to let you know that you're not alone when you're struggling. And uh, now we're going to transition to my friend, just like, oh, my friend, my friend, <laughs> everyone's just my friend. <laughs> you're my friend. Um, my friend, Greg Carlick. Hello there, Greg. Good afternoon, I think already. It's, <laughs> yeah, almost. it's almost. It's <laughs> almost afternoon. Yes. yes. And Thanks for having me on. I'm uh, very happy to. So Greg wears many, many, many hats in the community. Community. And today he's got his Ketchikan Community Foundation hat on. Yeah. He's going to come talk to us all about what's, uh, what's going on with the Community Foundation. Before we do that, though, can you give everybody a little bit of background about what the Ketchikan Community Foundation is and um, yeah. yeah, how it started, what you do, all of that good stuff? Absolutely. So the Ketchikan Community Foundation is a uh, foundation that is um, here to give money back to our community, specifically to the nonprofits that do such great work in our community. So we're here to, to support them. Um, we have established an endowment fund um, through generous donations of our local community members and through the Rasmussen Foundation and our parent um, foundation, the, Ketch uh, the Alaska Community Foundation. Um, and we have established uh, over a $900,000 Found, uh, endowment fund right now. We oh, just, we just tipped over the nine hundred thousand. That mark. is yeah. incredible. Yeah, and so what that is is it. I kind of try and relate it to like the permanent fund dividend. So it it's a f endowment fund that won't touch the principal, but we get money. Um, we grant back money off of the interest that we make on it, and so that this endowment fund keeps just growing and growing and growing with all the the great donations, and then we are able to give money uh, back to the the nonprofits to do their job. Right. So, right. So how long has the Ketchikan Community Foundation been um, operating? I, you know, it hasn't been that long in the big picture. Not in the big picture, but um, we are one of the, f the few starting affiliates for the uh, Alaska Community Foundation. Back in 2013, a group of well foresight people um, had the, had the idea to start uh, start this affiliate um, from the Alaska Community Foundation, and so they they got the board of directors together, and and um, people like Bet Jackabek and uh, Mike Sessnan, who's still on our board, amazing, um, and they were able to get this grassroots foundation going, and now so. 2013 that started we're here 2022 we're just not even 10 years old right and we're we're able to um 
already have given out $130,000 back to the community. That's incredible. So I remember when, you know, when there was just the whispers of, you know, wanting to start the Ketchikan Community Foundation, and there was the push to, you know, looking to to raise funds to get donations. And I think the goal at the time to get it started, I think it was $50,000. And and it's incredible to me that you have tipped over that $900,000 mark in in less, less than, than 10, ten years, years right? that yeah. is phenomenal in, in fact in actuality we have three funds that we are we have in our in the community foundation so we are actually over the million dollars okay um, total f- uh, in the fund um, some of it's for our operating expenses so we're right. trying to be self-sufficient as far as that goes um, but yeah it and it all started with the Alaska Community Foundation with their um, philanthropic idea to get the affiliates up and running and so that fifty thousand dollar uh benchmark was there because then they matched that fifty thousand dollars and so it became exponential growth almost and so we've had a lot of good um work with the Alaska Community Foundation, and they've helped out a lot. Yeah. But well, it's also from the donors, local donors. Y- right, right. So it, it is, um, it, so the, there's, so the, how many of the other, like the, how many fa- like community foundations oh, are boy. there that are? I think there is nine now. Okay. Okay. Uh, across that's, the state. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a nice amount. Yeah. And so the Alaska Community Foundation kind of just is there to oversee yeah, so, everything yeah. and they help with your, the investments and, and, and all of that. Correct. Yeah. Right? So the, yeah. they are invest, they're helping uh, run the investment part of the uh, foundation, but then the local board, the community, Ketchikan Community Foundation, we are the ones that uh, put, put the grants out, do all the grant, um, uh, review mm-hmm. and then we decide who gets the uh, the grant funding for that year. Okay, okay. And so you've given out already uh, over one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in grants. What have those gone towards? You know, what well, are some of the different causes that and organizations you've supported? Well, we've we've uh, impacted um, thirty two. Well, this was, I think we're at thirty seven different organizations in town. Um, we've we've granted out everything from. Uh, like the Boy Scouts of America to uh, the gymnastics club. We helped them uh, with a grant to move out to their new facility. Oh, wonderful. Um, we've we've done the uh, Ketchikan P- uh, Pioneers Home. They've got a new uh, uh, hydroponic garden, so they're growing their own stuff. That was one of our favorite, or one of my favorite um, grants to, to help with. Um, it goes anywhere. Um, Head Start. We've we've given them uh, money for uh, building blocks. So what what they call building blocks, but it's um, tactile sense sensory oh, uh, yeah. stuff for their oh, kids. Oh, very fun. Right? Yeah. Nice. So that, yes, we gave uh, to the Ketchikan Indian Community um, Education Department. Um, they've got a this really cool kind of like smart board uh, projector oh those are awesome right those are really cool (laughs) yeah 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 it it spans a whole wide range of ideas and Mm -hmm. that's what we kind of like what i kind of like about being on the grant committee is that you get to see all these different cool ideas that the the community can come up with and um so we've got three uh different themes that we've been running with as far as the grant cycles go we go we try and target the youth one year. We target um, community enrichment. And then um, this year, we're targeting uh, physical and emotional support. Mm. Uh, kind of 
What does that mean? Back. What does that look like? Well, that's the thing. Is yeah. We, we kind of made them broad themes. That way you, as the creative ideas and creative nonprofits, can try and write a grant to slide in there under that theme. But um, so like for our physical and emotional support before, we've uh, the we've given money to the Arts Council um, for an, an institute, Arts Institute, for to help train and, and educate um we did the the uh, special olympics one year for their their uniforms and travel um then we've done homeless service the first city homeless service that does a lot of emotional support and oh, physical yes, support yes, for yes. Our, our homeless community and um, the wellness coalition they've gotten a grant from us uh, love and action you know all sorts of different organizations you just, you just got to come up with an idea on try and slide it under whatever th- theme we're doing yeah and, and we'll we'll try and make it happen that is I, I that's really special well it's a really also wide range of of different of different ideas of different things right. that can help to uh that can help to enrich you know all of these different organizations in different ways so um so you're in a grant cycle right now yes what does that mean yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we have opened our 2022 grant cycle uh, so that our we're accepting applications for this year's um grant uh, again physical and emotional support so all you got to do is go into our website catchcancf.org and you'll see a grants tab on there and you click on that and you, you should be able to see uh, an application okay and so you fill out the application and uh, submit it online and then it goes through the alaska community foundation just to do the the first round of are you a 501c3 nonprofit and do you have all the the correct paperwork Mm -hmm. and then they'll send it down to us uh, after february 25th Uh, that's the deadline uh, 5 p.m february 25th so next friday not this friday but next friday get your application in and then um try and find some sort of project that you're willing to or wanting to do this year uh and then we'll go and the grants committee reviews it and then selects however many winners we can select um is there we'll a up. monetary amount that, like a cap, that you can grant out during this cycle that you can right. give out? So um, this year we have $25,000 to give away. Um, and so whatever projects you think you can do for, we can either give it to one $25,000 you know, project or we, we've, in the past, we've given it to three to seven, you know, depending on how much the, the project is worth. And we're going to the grants committee reviews all the applications and you know chooses the best ones that they want to support. And right. We'll give away twenty five thousand dollars. That's amazing. Yeah. So you do have to be a five hundred one c three in order to submit a grant application. Correct. Uh, what if you know just someone in the community is listening and they have a grand idea for something that really fits well into this you know physical emotional support um, and you know what would be a suggestion that you would have for them? So they need to go find a sponsor. Um, a 501c3 sponsor and then they collaborate and and get together and write write the proposal together and then um, you kind of are using their 501c3 to get your project done okay 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 but but yeah we have to you have to go through the legality wise we're giving it to 501c3 (laughs) right so right you're right if you got a great idea as as far as project goes um, I think I may be wrong here but the musical guard uh, Park oh, out Rotary, at yes. Rotary. Yeah. Um, 
that was a that was a combined effort it was a between combined effort. Rotary and the borough and um, somebody. Yeah, yeah we we yeah. helped, um, but I think I want to say um, pitcher. Oh, last name pitcher was okay. part was involved in it. Probably, yeah, um, yeah. But anyways, that that's something something like that where you can get a a sponsor and then right we can, we can help. Right, and and that's like the the really wonderful thing, and I love the Ketchikan Community Foundation. Um, but it's just one example of how there of how there are so many organizations and people who are working hard for the benefit of the community, for the benefit of others. Right. Oh man, our our nonprofit uh, community is is fab. They do fabulous work, and that's why we are here is just to support their. Mm-hmm. amazing work that they do yeah yeah so. yeah i think i just think that's phenomenal and and it, the, the cool thing too about ketchikan is so they're oftentimes especially in the nonprofit world um if you come to them and say hey i want to help or i have an idea and you know and you and you show up and you have a good attitude and you and you and you do the work and like they will embrace that and they will and they will like help you to make that happen it's it's just a a, absolutely it's a really really lovely thing so if you think that you have an idea and you're like "Eh, you know i don't know who to talk to (laughs) you just you don't know what they're going <laughs> to say. You never know. You never, ever know. Yeah. And, you know, we, um, you could always uh, get a hold of us, and we can maybe uh, tell you which nonprofit you might want to go look for or look at and look towards. Um, we, we, um, we are in the middle of finding a new program manager. Okay. Um, so if you know anybody that <laughs> <laughs> apply. Um, but we we do have still the ability to answer phone calls and take questions. Wonderful. And so, um, if you have questions about the application or whatever, just uh, get in contact with us and we'll help you out for That's, sure. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that. So if uh, you have if you if you you yeah you have an idea, you're looking for funding, and the, so the grant cycle is open. It closes on February 25th at 5 Correct. p.m. Correct. Uh, remind everybody how they can apply for that. Yeah, so it's online at our website, uh, Ketchikan. The uh, word spelled out Ketchikan. The letter C and the letter F. Dot org. So catchcancf.org. Um, Perfect. We'll get you there. That is so cool. So um, this, the, so that over $900,000, a lot of that money has come from donations. A lot, yes. A lot of that mm. money has come from donations. Can you talk a little bit about like how that works and what that, you know, what that looks like? I think there's a couple of options for when people donate. Right. So the thing about our foundation is that, so... In the beginning, we were trying to get over the idea of, well, if I want to donate to a specific nonprofit, I can just give them money. And, yeah, that's a great idea. But the thing with donations to our endowment fund is your $100 donation stays there and keeps growing and growing and growing. So in over 10 years, it's now a a $1,000 donation, and it just keeps going and going. So that's where a donation to us is a, a different type of donation. It is goes to the principal and it never comes back out as far as or we never we keep growing our endowment fund and our and our money that we grant out is based on that endowment fund and so the more we get in there the more we are able to grant out in the begin in the first year that we granted out in 2016 we only granted out of eleven thousand mm-hmm. dollars so now we're at twenty five thousand and then 
the more we get, the more we get, the bigger money we, we are right. able to grant back out. Right, right. Is it possible to have like private donation funds that are that like someone donates this and says donates money to you and says, I would like this to go specifically to this? Do you do you guys do that type of work also? Not necessarily, okay. unless we. I mean, we do have a private scholarship that we are um, kind of administering Mm -hmm. um so if there is a big enough donation yeah we can work with that kind of thing okay but um so if a your donation to us it basically is going to work to donate to everybody right eventually right (laughs) right 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 and just continue and be sustainable over time which is the wonderful thing about having an endowment fund and being and having the alaska community of Community Foundation be there to oversee, and they're a subsidiary of the Rasmussen Rasm- Foundation. Right. I'm actually on the finance committee for the Alaska Community oh, Foundation, nice. so it's been uh, it's been interesting <laughs> sitting in on those quarterly meetings, and um, and there's a lot of talk about investments and what the return is, and you know, and all of and all of that stuff. But they do a, fin- a really fabulous job, and and oh, yeah. and are really good at, at what it is that they're doing to be responsible um, with, you know, with these funds that are specifically there for the benefit of all of the different communities that right. are involved. Yeah. yeah. No, they're a great parent uh, company for us and they, they answer all of our questions and which we have a lot of, <laughs> <I'm sure>. but, <laughs> but they do a great job and, and they're, they're so, uh, at least on the financial side of things, they are very focused on getting as, as much as they can for for their affiliates. So yeah, yeah. It's a great cause. That is so, that's just great. Okay, so remind us uh, what the topic is, um, you know, the grant cycle, the, uh, the deadline. What do people need to have if they're going to apply? That's probably an important thing. Right. Yeah. So, so 2022 grant cycle, it opened up just uh, middle of January and we're going through February 25th at 5 p.m. That's when the your online application needs to be submitted. Uh, so you go to our website, catchcancf.org. You fill out the application. Hopefully it's as simple as we we can get it to you. And then you have just to verify that you're a 501c3. And then the, the Alaska Community Foundation does all that background check and make sure you have all your... Uh, ducks in a row. Ducks in a row. It's a good way to put it. And then uh, it comes back to us. And the grants committee is going to review all their applications, and then we will select the winners that we as many as we can afford. Nice. <laughs> and then we will um, put out to the winners who who they are, and hopefully, depending on uh, how things are going, we may have our own uh, ceremony t- for that again. Yes, fingers crossed. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> Fingers crossed. So, what types of you know? So, how many people are on the grant committee? Um. I believe we are up to five now. Okay. Okay. And what are, you know, you know, each person brings their own interests and passions and beliefs about things to it. But there's, is there any, you know, kind of theme that you look for or anything that really stands out when your, your values or or any of that when you're going through the grants and going through that process? Well, um, the Ketchikan Community Foundation does really like to see projects, to have projects that are able to be seen by the community. Mm, um, mm-hmm. So anything of, of that nature, nature of yeah. you know, like the Rotary Beach, um, musical Rotary Beach 
I forget the actual name Music of it. Moves. There you go. Yeah. Um, so it's something that we can be seen in the community that right. helps the community make it a, just a little bit better. I mean, that's a great place to be here anyways, mm-hmm. but just a little bit better place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are kind of the projects we really like to, to fund, but um, as long as you can state what how it's going to fit into the physical and emotional support group and how it's going to make somebody's life better. That's yeah. what we're looking for. So I have a question for okay. you. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so, okay, so, you know, you're like, hmm, physical and emotional support. Let's say, you, do you have, like, what What would you like to see that might come in, you know, that might fit well inside of that category? Yeah, so you are putting me on the I spot. See, that's, why, that's why I like my spot on this, this foundation right. because I let the other nonprofits come up with the great creative ideas. I'm not I that know. creative kind of guy, but... Um, Boy, because you have a lot of passions and a lot of interest, and you're really involved. Okay, so maybe you don't have an idea. Where's an area that you think something could be improved a little bit? Well, if we if we bring in my other hats, I think we need a lot more uh, support in on our homeless uh, population. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, our the kids are also you know, with all this pandemic stuff of physical and emotional support through this pandemic. I oh mean, that's my all good stuff to, to try and relieve. You yes. Know? <laughs> yes. So anything as far as that goes personally, in, in my opinion, that's some, some things that are, are really pressing around at this time. Yeah. I have uh, my two of my girls, my two girls are in high school and then my son is in eighth grade and we are really feeling, we've really had a hard time over yeah. the last couple of years and there is not enough mental health providers in Ketchikan that service teens. Um, uh, and thankfully, there is a program that's being run through the high school. Uh, and actually, I think that uh, Samantha Funk goes into the middle school, too, to do like counseling services for the students, which is phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah, and and like as a parent and, you know, in your and your and your child is struggling, and and we just actually just had this big conversation about mental health advocacy, and nobody's talking about these struggles because we're we're like we've got some shame or we don't know who to share it with, you know. And I, you know, I took my daughter and I talked to some professionals, and and they were like, so many youth are struggling in these areas. This is not unique to you. Oh gosh, no. And. But you don't know that until somebody tells you that, <laughs> right. you know. Well, I'm going to do a little bit of a shout out, uh, especially to, for my wife. She uh, went through the Ketchikan Wellness Coalition's uh, mental health first aid training oh, nice. to, to train the kids. So she's actually going through the high school and tr- trying to train the kids how to recognize uh, mental health in issues in their peers oh and i so love I think it it's a great program yeah um so we could do a lot i mean they need a lot more help and getting that stuff going and yeah and such like that but. yeah yes for sure so catch Can wellness coalition is definitely a great if, if you have an idea if you if you have something that's kind of pressing they're a phenomenal organization to partner with as well as the homeless services yeah. um and there's there really is there's so, so many, many different so many different organizations yeah yeah, yeah. don't sure. keep your brilliant idea to yourself <laughs> no not, not this day and age <laughs> no the no. more we the more we collaborate the better <laughs> that's right we got money to spend let's use it that's right awesome so uh i just want to say thank you so much 
Greg. This has been Greg Carlick representing the Ketchikan Community Foundation. It is uh, coming to the end of their grant cycle. You still have time to submit an application for to receive a grant uh, from the Ketchikan Community Foundation. Uh, the last day to do that is February 25th at 5 p.m. You can go to ketchikancf.org to find out more about that, to learn more about what they do. And uh, yeah, this is the end of my time with you today. Oh. Yeah, I will be you. back next week. You guys all have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you soon.